Shalom. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I am Shmuley Yanklowitz, President and Dean of Valley Beit Midrash. Here at VBM, we strive to bring you only the highest quality of Jewish learning. Bringing pluralistic and innovative Jewish programming to the Jewish community that craves substance and insight is our passion. But we cannot do it alone. To support our endeavors, please consider donating a tax-deductible contribution to our organization. By doing so, you will be supporting meaningful Jewish educational content, funding the next generation of leaders, as well as furthering Jewish wisdom to people all over the country and all over the world. Please visit www.valleybatemadrash.org. Thank you so much and enjoy the program. today with Aziz Abu Sarah, who is an entrepreneur, a speaker, a peace builder, and an author. He's a National Geographic Explorer and a TED Fellow. In 2009, Aziz co-founded Mejdi Tours. He ran for mayor in Jerusalem, and he is the author of, of two books, among many other uh, projects and, 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 uh, and work he's involved with. Aziz, thank you for taking time to talk. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. So, just a broad question. You know, you're involved in countless uh, projects uh, around peace. What inspires you to engage in peace work? I think I'm a, a good example of somebody who didn't come from the peace uh, background. I, uh, I grew up exactly on the opposite side. My brother was killed when I was 10 years old. He was killed by Israeli soldiers. So I grew up uh, actually bitter, looking for revenge. And uh, that's what I dedicated pretty much my, uh, my upbringing to. But then when I was 18, I ended up meeting Israelis uh, for the first time when I went to study Hebrew in, in Jerusalem in an ulpan. And I realized how divided we are and how little we really know about each other and how much we get to demonize and to dehumanize each other when you don't know who's on the other side. And uh, suddenly my, you know, my life mission switched from being the person who's against the other to realizing that we don't have to be on opposite sides, that uh, it's not an us versus them thing. And just because you're Jewish, you're Israeli, I'm Palestinian, I'm Arab, it doesn't mean we have to hate each other. We're not doomed to do that. And we actually can be on the same side, fighting for justice, fighting for peace, fighting for equality. Uh, we can do that on the same side. And while we're doing that, we're doing it not against somebody else, but really to bring as many people as we can toward that point of view. Yeah. So this is uh, very inspiring. So one of the um, one of the million dollar questions everyone says: How are we ever going to reach peace in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict? And people near and far who are incredibly cynical about the process. Which right. model among the, the various proposals or possibilities? do you think we should be working towards? Which model do you think offers the greatest potential for some uh, pathway towards peace ultimately? Right, and I've, I've been, I've, I've moved myself from different models. I was a one-stater, a two-staters, and now just looking at all the options out there, I think practically the only one I can see that could work is uh, a confederal options. And it's not yet known to a lot of people, I think because People are trying to figure out what, what does that even mean? But what it does, it, it helps us keep national identities, which to many people are still important. Uh, Palestinians, you have a state. Israelis, you have a state. 
but it also allows us to move freely across those states uh, and to live even in the other state as a resident, which means Palestinians who still have strong, strong connections to areas like Haifa and Yaffa and Akka can go and be residents there, work there. Uh, it, it creates that cross uh, relationships. And Israelis who have strong connections to areas around Hebron or around Nablus or around the Be'il, Ramallah, can also be able to go there, not as settlers, but as residents in the Palestinian state. And so it creates a lot of equalities that we're missing today because you have Palestinians who will live in the Israeli states and Israelis who will live in the Palestinian state, but you still have national identity. So you have a Jewish state, you have an Arab state. Uh, and it, it kind of answers the biggest problems in the two-state solution that we have today, the two-state, traditional two-state solution that we have today. So it, it enables each party to have sovereignty, autonomy, self-determination, but also enables land access, relationship, returns. Settlers can live in, in settlements and Palestinians can return to lands that, um, that, that, that were theirs. And so it's kind of a little bit of the best of both worlds, potentially. It is. And I think the best part in it is what ended up happening, especially in the last 20 years, is we got so divided that especially the younger generations totally don't know each other. And I think this will help us to reconnect with each other. I think and bring down dehumanization and start doing some work together. And I know it from my, my own work in, in Majdi Tours, where I work daily with Israelis, with Jews, and my staff are a mix of Israelis and Arabs. And the ability to innovate, our ability to create, to make our world a better place is so much more likely to happen when we work together rather against each other. And I just imagine the possibilities of what Israelis and Palestinians can do when we can start, not just do, you know, the traditional two-state solution where we totally, you know, divorce, segregated from each other, but actually have that, you know, sovereignty and ability to govern our, ourselves, but also be able to work together and day-to-day -day start ventures together, study together. Uh, we can't really divide fully into the separation model of two-state solution. It was doomed to fail as a solution. Yeah, yeah. So what is, what, uh, perhaps the last question, what, what is the grassroots work that needs to happen before this can work well? Uh, there's a lot of work that needs to be happened. One is you need to build trust with each other because the moment you talk about access and people living on both sides, I imagine a lot of people will be afraid of that. A lot of Israelis will say, well, what's about the security arrangements? So you have to build a lot of trust for Palestinians to say Israelis going to live in the Palestinian state. That's going to be hard for them to accept. So uh, building trust, building relationships across the two sides, which is something that even if you don't believe in this, uh, in this solution, regardless what solution we end up with, without trust, without people getting to know each other, without us realizing that there can't be a winner and a loser in this situation, we're not gonna be able to move anywhere. So all of us have to, little we can do uh, to make a difference. And, and maybe I, I can end it with a short story. I love uh, Amos O's story about uh, the building on fire. And in some ways, that's the activism we need to do. He says, if you walk in by and you see a building on fire, you get three things you can do. The first one is to run away, which if you do, everybody in that building would die. The second one is to create a committee to investigate who should you blame for the fire. 
by the time you decide who to blame for the fire, everybody would be dead. And that's something we do quite often today is talk about who's wrong and who's right. And that's all we do. And the third one is to get a bucket, you fill it with water and you throw it in the fire. He said, what if you don't have a bucket? So you get a cup, you fill it with water and you throw it in the fire. And what if you don't have a cup? Well, you get a spoon, you fill it with water and you throw it in the fire. And I think the activism we need today is realizing what the spoon is for each one of us. What is the bridge I can build? What is the relationship I can make? What are the words I'm saying that either inciting more, causing more hatred, or are bringing people together? It might be something very little. It might be even the post you're making on Facebook. Being aware of our actions and our words and how they are promoting this kind of solution, bringing us together, or are actually making the fire even worse and eventually hurting more and more people. So well said. Friends, you can find Aziz's uh, writings all over, uh, all over the internet. And his books, one is called Neighbors and Friends, uh, excuse me, Strangers, Neighbors, Friends, Muslim, Christian, Jewish Reflections on Compassion and Peace. And all, in July of 2020, Crossing Boundaries, A Traveler's Guide to World Peace. Uh, Aziz, thank you so much for your time and your work. Thank you as well.